the Apostle Frederick Kaliluma podcast channel. This Sunday, Apostle hosts a very special Thanksgiving service. Today, the man of God teaches us from Scripture the importance of thanksgiving. He shows us how thanksgiving brings humility and holiness and concludes by showing us that it is the will of God that we should give thanks. Grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick Kaluluma from City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. There are no words, eh? What words can you say? I've been wondering whether I'll preach today. Was it just three? Oh, we tried a, a key higher. Sing a billion songs and still my feet are numb. Spin till I'm no strength left. I can't praise you enough. I can shout till my voice gives way. Leap till I have no strength. Lose my breath, try to explain and praise you enough. And if time were to stop, I can never tell it all. Work with you, this will have to do. I just want to thank you. Till I 
you lost your breath dying to save me now never go back to that grave one last time preparing my long sermon I knew that they might be a bit different so perhaps let me share with you something else that the Holy Spirit does in our lives he gives us an attitude and a heart of thanksgiving and so I was going to talk about what it really means to be the temple of the spirit but we still have next week so we're going to talk just a little bit about thanksgiving in the context of the spirit. And then from there, we're going to give him more thanks. Praise God. John 16 from verse 12. How many of you know that you cannot get the fullness of the message of the kingdom by just reading the gospels? How many of you know that? It's biblical. You cannot you cannot get the fullness of the kingdom by just reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'm not saying you should exclude them. They're absolutely vital. As a matter of fact, I think they're my favorite to read. Maybe because I'm a storyteller. And I realized Jesus was a storyteller. He was always coming up with stories. Right? So, now here's why you cannot get the fullness. It's because Jesus didn't finish preaching and teaching about the kingdom. He didn't. We can see from the scriptures. John 16 verse 12. Jesus is speaking to his disciples whom he had been with for over three years. Those who had even heard his private sermons. And he's speaking to them and he says the following words. He says, I still have many things to say to you. But you cannot bear them now. It's that simple. He says, I still have a lot to say to you. But you're just not getting it. You cannot grasp it right now. And he gives a reason. And he says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. 
for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. The Spirit of God told us. The Spirit of God told us. He warned us about this year. He told us it was exponential growth and has guided us through it. He has guided us through. I think this has been one of the best years of my life. That started happening in 20, I think 2010 when I decided every year was my year. I got tired of at the end of the year hearing, I know this year has been hard. I'm serious. I got tired of that. I hope you've not been one of those participating. You know, sometimes we fight our own faith. I hope you're not one of those who's been participating in those funny things. If 2020 was a, 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 a meal, what would, you, what would it be? If 2020 was a song, and then one minute later, I declare it's my year. Pick a side. Jesus, <laughs> the Bible says, I've set before you life and death. Choose life. Pick. Choose exponential growth. <laughs> Choose multiplication. Praise God. I was reading, last night I was doing my, my personal study. And I was reading the book of Hebrews. And I was in chapter 11, where it says, By faith, Noah prepared an ark, being warned of things which had not yet happened. And he was safe in an ark, despite everybody else experiencing a flood, because he was pre-warned. Have you observed the amount of preservation prayers we prayed last year? That's why we can still see everyone's face today. Anyways, let's continue. So he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. Listen to this, verse 14. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. That's why you'll notice that when you develop a relationship with the Spirit, what follows is a lot of singing. What follows is a lot of psalms, a lot of hymns, a lot of spiritual songs, because he takes of what is of Jesus and declares it to you. And these are things that sometimes you don't have words to express. Because are you aware that when Jesus was teaching, he would use a lot of earthly examples trying to get the people to get it. But do you know that he had heavenly examples to use? And do you know that there are some things in heaven that don't have an earthly parallel? So the Spirit of God gets of what's of Jesus. By the way, you can see that in John 3 when Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus. He says, I speak to you of earthly things and you don't believe. How much more if I spoke to you of heavenly so the Spirit gets from what is of Jesus and declares it to you. Ephesians 5. Yeah, that's John 3, 12. Thank you. Ephesians 5. I want you to take a look at verse 18. It says, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, or which leads to debauchery. If you don't know what debauchery means, then you have not done uh, foundation class. Which one is that? Do I... Did I explain debauchery in foundation class? Or is it in establishment class? Establishment class. You've not done establishment class. Why we explained all those in Galatians 5. Yeah. So, do not be drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, or which leads to debauchery. But be... No, let me have the... But be filled with the Spirit. It says, be filled with the Spirit. When it says, be filled with the Spirit... 
the context that it gives is uh, somebody come like with a chitenge or something. Like Michael, bring it, come with a chitenge. And maybe Kebi, you can come, you hold it together. When I went to Zimbabwe, I was shocked. They were calling this thing a Zambia. Yeah, apparently that's what they call it. They call it a Zambia. And it's like popular. You can actually do, you can sell a lot of chitenges there. People want them. They're like, pass me a Zambia. I was, I was shocked. How many of you know that? Go do some trading. <laughs> so I've given you a business idea. So imagine a ship sailing. A ship sailing would need the sail to be constantly filled. And when it's filled, it moves. The context of being filled with the Spirit is not like this. It's not a bottle with water. That's not the context. The trouble with this being the context is that this can empty up. The context of being filled with the Spirit is here. You go from field to field to field. So, you're filled there, you're filled this side, you're filled. That's what keeps you moving. At the moment it stops being filled, it stops moving. That's the context of being filled with the Spirit. You never have to run on empty. There's this funny doctrine of you must empty yourself for God to feed you. What if you're filled and filled and filled and filled? Listen, to go deeper in the sea, you don't have to come to the shore and become dry again. You can go deeper, 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 deeper. You may take your seats. Thank you. Give them a hand. So, he says, be filled with the Spirit. And then look at what happens when you're filled with the Spirit. And also the context of being filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. It's a two-way thing. As you speak in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, you're filled. And then when you're filled, the result is speaking in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Even in Colossians 3.16, haven't you seen it? Let the word of God dwell in you richly admonishing one another in all wisdom. And then it talks about speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So, earlier on, I was talking about how the Spirit of God can get what's, get what's of Jesus and declares it to you. You know, you, you find yourself remembering a song from Sunday school. Next thing you know, you're on your knees. Are, this whole week, I've been playing this song from Kobe's Clubhouse. I remember Kobe's Clubhouse. And it was just a song then. She just like, oh, nice. <laughs> you know when you're young. <laughs> that one has long hair. Oh, that guy, that one's my favorite. No, me, I'm that one. You never used to do that. And then when the one who you are is singing, you even go in front and lead everyone. Recently, it just clicked and I said singing. Do you remember it? I'm sure Tamandani was too young. Tamandani, you remember it? Give me a key. At all times I will bless the Lord Every moment of the day You remember it? For a great and mighty God are you A great and mighty God Sunday school I will bless your name You skipped Sunday school <laughs> The other day, I'll never forget, the other day I found myself, like I was alone in the living room, and I was from reading Ephesians 3. Uh, show me verse 18, I was reading it. Halabasanta. 
Um, give me verse 18. Uh -huh. That you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, and the depth, and the height. Uh -huh. To know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. Imagine. This, give me from the Amplified verse 18. I was meditating on this verse. Eh? That you may have power to be strong and to apprehend and to grasp with all the saints and experience of that love. What is the breadth, the length, and the height, and the depth of it? And so I found myself like I was alone and I was so high. I can't get over it. I can't get up. I even went so wide. I can't get around. But oh, wonderful love. <laughs> what have I tried to say? The Spirit of God can make something make spiritual sense to you. And that's why if you're in constant fellowship with the Spirit, you can't be quiet during the praise. You can't be quiet during the worship. As in, for you, you it will be it will be like it's like a fight that you know, you're, you're trying to find a physical way to express something the spirit has declared in your heart. So you don't know how to do it. You you try with your voice, you try with your moves. I mean, you start feeling it in your bones. I don't know if you're getting it. I, 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 I get shocked if the praise team are saying, can you feel it in your mouth? And you're, my goodness. The, the spirit of God who dwells in you, he declares these things to you. That's why you can have the same song being sung, the same verse being preached. One person is just another song. Like, it's not coming up. To another person, hey, <laughs> hey, I, I, I literally had a, a committee meeting yesterday. I said, Guys, I'm having a serious problem. So, all the people gathered around me, they sat. I said, I've got a problem. What's the problem? I'm failing to find any song to sing to the Lord. They just all feel so like there's just a good, there's a place like. Like, it was a serious problem. I was asking them, guys, what songs can I be singing for the Lord right now? How can I describe? How? I can get tired after singing three. Three! That's not even... Three! Three! After the man died. After nails were pierced in his hands. After he was on the cross for three hours, I can be tired of standing for three minutes. No! Far beat from me. No! <laughs> I cannot take this casually. And we're not going to raise a ministry that takes it casually. Praise God. When you hear the praise and worship, it should be the most exciting thing for you. <laughs> and you feel it in your bones. It's that expo, expo. <laughs> okay. Hey! Now. now, when the Holy Spirit takes what is of Jesus and gives it to you, what precedes, 
what comes afterwards is thanksgiving. Now, thanksgiving brings about the following things. You know, it's, it's interesting. Like, it's, it's not linear. It's like a circle. It's like a circle. There are certain things that thanksgiving will bring. And I'm going to just show you one or two of them. <sighs> How can I describe The kind that's indescribable How can I explain Love that's unexplainable John 4 verse 5, James 4 verse 5 uh -huh. I'm at a loss for words so I sing understand that thanksgiving is humility. And here's why thanksgiving is humility. If, if you do something for someone, not that you're doing it for thanks, and they don't say thank you. Have you observed, you think, this person is so proud. Imagine somebody gave you a call, I'm in need, I really need this money. And you know how people talk when they really need something. And then you go out of your way, give it to them. Okay. See you later. Not even a thank you. That shows pride. When you say thank you, what you're trying to say is, I couldn't do it without you. you, you were, you're trying to say you were important in the process of this. So when you say thank you to God, it's humility. You're saying, look, I, I wouldn't have achieved this. I wouldn't have been here without you. Giving thanks. And so... It says, do you think the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? That, that's a topic for another day. That's what you need to see it. Then the next verse says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So when you say thank you, he just increases it. God wants you to run out of thank yous. Like one minute, you're trying to find ways to say thank you for this. Boom, something else. Okay, Lord, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. That's how he is. Just keep saying thank you. <laughs> keep saying thank you. Praise the Lord. And have you noticed that any person you do something for, if they have the right attitude, you want to do it again. You want to do it again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's why there's something. My little kids who are clever. <laughs> you find you go visiting as an uncle. Remove like a ten quarter. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> everything in you, you start feeling it in your bones. <laughs> that cut 20 you saved. Ah, okay, get this one. I'm so delighted. You stop. Stop. Thanksgiving brings humility. Somebody say glory. 
say Thanksgiving brings humility. Yeah, Thanksgiving is a sign of humility, and that humility will attract more grace. So I'm getting your point number one, right? Praise God. The second one, Thanksgiving brings sanctification. And I might make, I might make uh, a very controversial point. Praise God. Are you ready for it? If only we knew. Uh, let's go to. Let's go to Second Timothy. Can you feel it in your bones? <laughs> okay. Um, let's just do First Timothy. Because that's a verse I want us to see. Are you ready? Um, verse 3. 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3. I want us to read it together. 1, 2, 3, read. Or maybe, maybe you're struggling with context. Eh? Start from verse 1. One, two, three, go. I'm sure somebody is happy to hear that. <laughs> How many of you are excited to hear that, that verse? It's your verse? Okay, I want you to see um, first, no, Romans 14, verse 6. One, two, three, read. I thought I would see some men standing up. <laughs> Finally, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 30. There were many arguments about food in the Bible. I'll tell you why. Then we'll have 1 Timothy 4, verse 4. Uh-huh. One, two, three, go. For the food over which I give thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Verse 31. No, wait. Go back to that one. <laughs> you will understand shortly. Go back to 1 Corinthians 10.30. So he's like, now start from verse 30. So it says, but if I partake with things, why am I evil spoken of? For the food over which I give things. There's something about giving things. Verse 31. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. So I eat the glory of God. Praise God. <laughs> okay, First Timothy 4 verse 4. Let me start from verse 3. Obedient to my... I saw one more reading, eh? I'm commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. Next verse. For every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. Now, what does that show you? The reason why there were arguments about food in the scriptures was because there were foods that were sacrificed to idols. Now, let me tell you how literal it is. It means today, if somebody took a chicken to a witch doctor and 
say, this chicken, I've brought it to the altar, shine, shine, in exchange for this and this and this and this. And then I happened to be hungry. And I ran out of options. And I found that chicken, which has been clearly marked, taboos said, incantations made, hands laid on it. I don't know if I get my point. All I have to do is get it and say, Father, I thank you. <laughs> now, now, listen, when I'm saying, Father, I thank you, I'm switching to a higher realm. Now, let me tell you why I'm saying I'm switching to a higher realm. I'm switching to the one who made chickens in the beginning. <laughs> when I say, Father, I thank you, I'm, I'm, I'm pressing restore to factory settings. Listen, the one who made is bigger than the one who defiled. So when I lift it and say, Father, I thank you. For everything was created by you. <laughs> and I receive it with thanksgiving. At that very moment, it's sanctified. Now with that revelation, with that revelation, today, even that job where they're paying you that little money, go and say, Father, I thank you. <laughs> When you're doing that, you know what you're doing there? Now you are attributing even where you are to the God. You're not attributing it to your CV. You're not attributing it to your qualifications. You're now attributing it to the one whom it says promotion neither comes from the east nor from the west, but to the Lord. And you'll be like, what? He's thanking me for a job where he's getting two pin times ten. I don't know if you're getting my point. There is sanctification that comes through thanksgiving. There are some things Christian lives in fear of. No. There are some clothes, like there are some shirts. If you buy, what if they, they made this shirt in the Indian Ocean? Father, I thank you. For you are the one who made the Indian Ocean. <laughs> you are the one who even made the ocean. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that, hey, just go to every place and eat this, 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 because of zeal and the like. What I'm trying to say is stop living a life of bondage. Stop living a life of bondage to fear. Because I can tell you something, you can never be too careful. You can never be too careful. No, that man jambukat because he went somewhere and someone did something and they put some stuff in his food. Father, I thank you. <laughs> Maybe, maybe your husband is not in the faith yet. In the morning, Father, I thank you for whatever you eat today. It's sanctified. <laughs> Thanksgiving brings, there's a holiness it brings. So when we stand here and we lift our hands and say, I just came to say thank you. Imagine the holiness of the place. Listen, this place that we're in is rented, right? Let's say last night it was the cre some of the worldliest people rented this place. The moment we enter, lift our hands and say, Father, we thank you. It's holy ground. <laughs> Maybe you're having trouble with your sight. Father, thank you for these eyes you gave me. Oh. They've got no choice but to respond to the holiness of the Lord. Thanksgiving, I talked about multiplication, right? Which other one did I talk about? Revelation. 
give me Ephesians 1. Let's end with Ephesians 1. Multiplication, can I dedicate midweek service to it? Can we, can we talk about it during midweek service? It might be me or someone I assign. Uh, but I think we'll talk about it in midweek. We'll zero in. For every... Why can I scripture? But Ephesians 1, verse 16... <laughs> that would be some, someone who could put that scripture on their fridge. Verse 15. <laughs> Verse 15. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, look at what he says next. I do not cease to give thanks for you. Mention of you in my prayers. Please, I always say, don't just end by saying, Father, I pray for Michael. Amen. <laughs> Listen, I want you to observe the relationship between thanksgiving and revelation. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Uh-huh. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He's heard of their faith, and then he's giving thanks to God for their faith. And as that is happening, he's also, in, in giving thanks to God for where they are, he's asking God for more. He's asking for, for it to be revealed. Why revelation? Because the things of the Spirit which he takes of Jesus and declares to you cannot be understood naturally. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest things you can learn to do is say thank you. Just learning to say thank you. I will say is at all times giving thanks. Let me show you one more. Philippians 4 verse 4. If you are there in the old days, rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice, rejoice. Okay. It says rejoice in the Lord always. And I say rejoice. Uh huh. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. So even in prayer, always include thanksgiving. Let's go on. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Praise God. So your thanksgiving doesn't have to be... Your thanksgiving can be very spiritual. It doesn't have to be mental. Wells, there are wells, there are fountains of life within you. Praise God. How many of you are encouraged to give thanks always? How many of you have been blessed by this message? Praise God. Give me first Thessalonians 5.18. It's the last one. The people who I gave to exhort both today and Wednesday, how did you manage? Because there are too many scriptures. First Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God. Ha. Read it for yourselves since you don't want to hear it from me. One, two, three, read. Ah, uh-uh. one, two, three, read. Praise God. In everything give thanks. So sometimes... Um, 
what we'll be doing is so saying, okay, so guys, now it's time to shun, shun, shun. Don't look at your neighbor. Concentrate. We just come. Hello, guys. Let's now continue in a special moment of doing the will of God. <laughs> Let's do the will of God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Okay. Let's see. In two minutes. Let's go. I have come to give back to you. I have come to say thank you, Lord. I have come to give back to you. I have come to say thank you, been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the city of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on the city of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com. Or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.